When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to episode 271 of Sustainable Minimalists, a twice-weekly show about intentional and eco-minimalist living. On today's show, we are getting into the psychology behind quick fix thinking. We want new stuff and we want it now. We want food at our doorsteps in 30 minutes or less, new clothes with two day expedited shipping. Heck, maybe it's Friday or Saturday night and we want a date. We can have all of that and more at our fingertips. But when we don't get what we want in a relatively speedy time frame, we're not happy. Enter quick fix thinking. So assuming we get what we want and quickly, it's great for a while, right? The food fills our belly. The stuff lights us up. The date may or may not be a love connection. But the stuff specifically, it gives us a boost of endorphins and then... Before we know it, today's it item is tomorrow's clutter. We could buy stuff now and worry about the clutter and the consequences later. Plenty of people do this every single day, by the way. And because we as a society are quite rich, we can buy stuff now and then just go on with our bad selves and declutter it later. But if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you feel in your bones that this is a short-sighted practice, that there is a better way, this episode is for you. And that's because today we're taking the long view. The long view, of course, saves you money, it saves planetary resources, and it prevents your home from becoming overrun with stuff. So it's saving you time and effort down the line. Now, I have a two-part show for you today. Part one is the psychology behind instant gratification. Why do you and I, as human beings, exhibit a preference for quick fixes? Are we slaves to our DNA or is there a better way? And then part two is tips and tricks. I should say today my tips and tricks have an emphasis on the less tangible, the less concrete, and more on the philosophical Buckle up, we'll get after it after a quick word from our sponsor. And we are back, we are on to part one of today's two-part show, which is all about the psychology behind instant gratification. So we're going to start this section off with a really quick story, and it's a story from my own life, and it is an embarrassing story to be frank, but I recently ordered new glasses, and I ordered new glasses from 
I'm not going to name the name of the corporation, but you send them your prescription. They send you ultra trendy glasses within a week. So I ordered new glasses. And when they didn't come within a week, within two weeks, I was livid. I was so angry. I was not my best self when I reached out to customer service multiple times. I couldn't understand why an email saying these glasses were on their way (laughs) never showed. It didn't make sense. I needed my quick fix. When I didn't get it, I was not happy. Now, I'm sure some of you are thinking to yourselves, they're glasses. That's a needed item. (laughs) Did you need them to see? I would be upset too if I couldn't see. No, I didn't need them. I already have two other pairs of glasses. I did not necessarily need these glasses. I wanted them. They were a want, not a need. And so I say that all to say that even as somebody who talks to all of you in a closet in my basement twice a week, I am also still a slave to the quick fix. Some of you are probably also thinking, well, what's wrong with having our needs met in a quick fashion, (laughs) right? Our Western way of life has evolved to make it easier for us as human beings to live and survive and thrive. Companies have been created off of our collective desire as consumers to have ease and convenience in our daily lives. I would say that having our needs met, our needs and our wants met quickly is not necessarily a bad thing, but instant gratification is essentially an impulsive behavior that may be distracting from our quality of life and the health of our planet. So to start this conversation into the psychology behind quick fix thinking, we really need to appreciate how such quick fix thinking influences, and influences isn't even the right word, a better word would be changes. So how quick fix thinking changes our brains. Our brains are always changing in response to what we do and what we pay attention to. The fact that our brains change can be a benefit. It can also, though, be a detriment. The more we do anything, whether it be a beneficial habit or a detrimental habit, the more we do that habit, the deeper those neural pathways become and the more we are likely to act in that certain way. So I've mentioned before on the show that I am a very big runner. I'm not all that fast, but I like to run. I have run consistently for 22 years. And people sometimes ask me, how do you stay so disciplined, Stephanie? My first answer is always that I love running, and so running isn't a chore for me. But perhaps to imbibe some psychology into my love of running, which is that in the 22 years that I've been running, my brain has adapted so that running every day or most days is a must-do habit for me. I have plenty of bad habits too that we can also use as (laughs) examples here. I love to eat junk food on the couch after the kids go to bed. Really bad habit. And so each time I impulsively eat something unhealthy on the couch, I am reinforcing those neural pathways in my brain, which then makes it easier for me to fall into that same pattern the next time around, the next night on the couch, and then 
by consequence, it also becomes even harder for me to break that eat junk food on the couch cycle. So of course, the same goes for impulse spending too. The more we do it, the more likely we will do it in the future. And that's because every time we participate in impulse buying, we are reinforcing that neural pathway associated with the behavior. So what on earth, Stephanie, are you talking about? Oh my goodness, we're talking about neurons, we're talking about axons and dendrites and neural firings. Oh my gosh, this is not what I signed up for. Well, I had a yoga teacher once, and she likened this phenomenon to sledding. Now, if you don't have snow around you and you've never gone sledding, just bear with me. (laughs) After a first snowfall, the snow is not packed down. Sledding is hard and slow and stunted because you haven't made the path in the snow yet. So you have to go down on your butt and you have to do it a couple times and you got to rock your hips and you really got to pack down the snow and make the sledding path. By the way, The sledding path is a neural pathway. And if you're already thinking ahead and thinking, I see where she's going, this is partly why establishing new and positive habits in our daily lives is so hard. And we'll get to that later. But let's go back to sledding. Each subsequent slide you take down that sledding path that you're creating, it gets a little faster, a little easier, a little more habitual, dare I say. Because you're practicing, you're making the path. And once the snow is packed down, going down that path is now second nature. So think of habit formation as sledding. And then remember also the paradox here, which is behaviors that promote instant gratification are almost always unhealthy behaviors. What does that mean? That means that quick fixes are almost never what's best for us. Think about it. Think about foods. Are quick fix foods what's healthy for us? Are quick fix purchases ever what often or ever what we truly need and are truly going to love on? Is staying up late and watching Bravo and eating ice cream, a quick fix essentially, is that what's best for us the next morning? Delayed gratification is never sexy, never glamorous, never fun. Quick fixes, however, almost always are. There's another portion to this conversation too that I'll say really quick. I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole. But as we continue our quest for quick fixes, We experience dopamine surges in our brains long before we experience any reward. So what does that mean? So just seeing a targeted ad for this great new item on social media is enough for dopamine to be released, for a powerful craving to hit you, and for it to be more challenging for you to break the unhealthy quick fix spending habit. But let's bring this around. This is not a doom and gloom podcast episode. Don't forget, all is not lost. Remember the sledding hill. It is possible to change your brain. It is possible to change your habits. The more we look for instant gratification and quick fixes in our daily lives, the more likely it is that these quick fixes will distract us from our long-term goals. So think about it. If your goal is weight loss, 
(laughs) That's your long-term goal. Let's say losing 10 pounds. Uh, Is junk food on the couch, which is a quick fix, going to help or hinder that long-term goal? Think about going to bed early, right? Or think about getting physically fit. You want to exercise more. That's your goal. But sleeping in sounds really good. It's a short-term goal. Is sleeping in going to help or hinder your goal of getting out and doing some exercise? How about financial security? We all want financial security, right? Financial security is a long-term goal. Impulse buys are a short-term one. And then finally, having a minimalist and organized home. I think if you're listening to this show, you want that. If you don't already have it, you want it. Is buying stuff you don't need, which is a quick fix, an instant gratification, if you will, are those quick fixes, short-term goals going to help or hinder your long-term goal of having a minimalist and organized home? Humans do tend to value current outcomes, short-term goals, over long-term ones. What does that mean? That means that our brains, as a species, are pre-wired to care more about the here and now than the future. Hello, climate change. If this isn't climate change in a sentence, I don't know what is. We're all so worried about today. We can't think 30 years from now as a general, some of us are. (laughs) All of us listening to this podcast are thinking 30 years from now and the state of the planet. But the general ethos, the general feeling of the moment is not so concerned about what this planet's going to look like 30 years from now, right? There are many reasons for humans to have this neurological preference. Some reasons are internal, meaning we're born with (laughs) this preference. Others are more external, meaning our lot in life has created this preference for the short term. So there are so many reasons. I am not giving them all by any means. I'm just giving you four when there might be dozens or more. But I picked a couple that I thought were interesting. The first one is, of course, an internal reasoning for this preference. And that is our DNA. From an evolutionary perspective, humans' instincts is to seize the reward at hand. (laughs) Evolution has given us a strong desire for immediate reward. So think about that. In prehistoric human environments, the availability of food was uncertain. So are we going to save that food for tomorrow if we're hungry right now? No, we're probably going to eat it because eating it now ensures immediate survival, perhaps reproduction. Think about a fox. I saw a fox this morning as I was walking my daughter to the bus stop. Is the fox thinking about a year from now? No, the fox is thinking about finding breakfast. Same thing. Another internal reason why humans tend to prioritize short-term rewards, and that is cognitive capacity. I thought this was so interesting, and so I had to share it. Higher intelligence levels is associated with a more future-focused tendency. The reason for that is because thinking about the future involves the prefrontal cortex. So it involves executive functioning, and that's often linked to intelligence. So that's not to say that everybody who has a high IQ score, did great on the SATs, is future-focused. Not saying that. I am saying that intelligence does come into play. 
Now I have two external forces for you too. The first one is of course poverty. Perhaps your lot in life led you to live in a home in which resources are scarce. If that sounds accurate for you, the pressure of your present needs can blind, can delay long-term goals. So you have a stronger focus on getting your immediate needs met, totally understandable, and so then future goals fall to the wayside. A final external factor for some of us is uncertainty. Perhaps we have grown up in, perhaps we continue to live in an uncertain environment. Perhaps you just got a terrible health diagnosis. You're not necessarily going to be thinking about 10 years from now. You're going to be thinking about right here and now. Perhaps you have had a lifetime to learn to distrust other people. Perhaps people have consistently let you down. That may play a role in your resistance to delaying gratification, right? You've learned that life is uncertain, and so delaying gratification doesn't sound like a smart choice. Understandable. So internal and external factors can be at play. Those are just a few of them. So we're going to break for another ad, and when we come back, I am going to offer up my five best and most philosophical tips for all of us seeking to step away from quick fix thinking. Hello, Sustainable Minimalist listeners. Are you committed to living a greener and simpler life? Well, meet Home Threads, your ally in more sustainable and minimalist home decor. As the total destination for decor and furniture, Home Threads helps you define your minimalist lifestyle while respecting the planet. Discover their exclusive Haven collection. They use many sustainable materials without compromising on style. And here's the best part. Home Threads always has the best value. It was time. After nine years of living in our home, it was time to replace our outdoor furniture. And my husband and I, we went to Home Threads. We have a Home Threads patio umbrella and a new bench. And oh my goodness, we are so in love. Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com slash sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. Homethreads.com slash sustainable. Love where you live. So many of us have chaotic closets that are crammed full of clothing items and yet somehow we still have nothing to wear. Well, upgrading to high quality and affordable pieces from Quince when you need them is a game changer. They offer organic cotton sweaters and washable silk tops. My 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters are my go-to. Not only are they affordable, but the quality is top-notch They wear better than the cashmere sweaters that are double their price. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash sustainable podcast for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash sustainable podcast to get free shipping and 365 day returns. One more time, quince.com slash sustainable podcast. And we're back. We're discussing quick fix thinking. We're also on to part two of today's conversation, which is 
some tips for you, some tricks, some thoughts for you to maybe keep in the back of your mind the next time you see a really phenomenal targeted ad and you want it, you need it, and you desire it right now. Let's first all get on the same page and know that step zero is knowledge. It's knowing what we all now know about indulging in quick fixes. The more we seek out a quick fix, the more likely we will seek out quick fixes in the future. So simply being more conscious about the frequency and the consequences of instant gratification is actually step zero, and we're all right there. Because if you're listening to this moment of this podcast, we've all got the knowledge. So we've all acquired real important knowledge to move forward with. So that's step zero. We're all there. Now we're on to tip one. Tip one is to remember that because the brain changes, we can reverse bad habits. So today we've been really focusing our conversation on our needs for quick fixes as it relates to buying impulsively. This is a minimalism show. So of course we're talking about impulsive purchases. But any bad habit we have in life can indeed be reversed. I'm saying it really loud because I really truly feel and believe that in my bones. Think about the sledding hill. It is really at its most fundamental level, reversing bad habits at its most fundamental level is about slowing down, playing the long game, and letting your new behaviors make a neurological imprint. If you want to go to bed earlier, it's about making the choice to go to bed earlier day after day after day until the habit makes its imprint, until the snow is packed down so that your sled goes down that trail easily. Going to bed early kind of stinks, but changing your going to bed late habit is about doing the same stinky habit day after day until it sticks. If you want to start exercising, it's about scheduling in your exercise and doing it even though it's hard, even though you're sweaty, even though you're time crunched, and doing it over and over again so that it's so ingrained in your life you can't fathom a day without exercise. And by the way, going back to my running habit, It might take you years. It might take you a decade to get there. Positive change rarely, if ever, in my experience, positive change never happens overnight. It's really easy to adopt a bad habit. It's really hard to make a good habit stick, whatever that good habit is. But don't forget, it is possible. And so bringing this back around to today's conversation with regard to shopping, If you want to buy less junk and save more money, it's about consciously and intentionally not buying that glamorous new it item. It's about not buying, making that choice to not buy over and over again. It will get easier the more you practice. Hello, Sledding Hill. I got to say it. I love that Sledding Hill. I promise it will get easier, but it's going to be really darn hard at the outset. Okay, so how do you do this? Tip number two for you is to, of course, ask yourself, what void inside of you are you trying to fill with this external thing? When you're going to buy something, are you trying to satisfy boredom? 
I am home with my kids from, I don't know, 2.30 to bedtime every afternoon. And I'm busy, very busy, but I'm also strangely bored. There's not much intellectual stimulation with regard to sitting on the floor and doing imaginary play. For me personally, I know some parents love it. It's not my cup of tea. So are you thinking about buying something because you're bored? Can you get excitement? Can you get out of that boredom rut without buying something? For me, I should say, my default emotion tends to be like a slow simmer. And if you have no idea what I, I mean by that, I get it. It's weird. Think about a pot of water boiling on a stove. It's not calm, but it's not at a full-fledged boil. It's bubbling, it's active, it's not at rest, but it's also not crippling, crazy, uncontrolled emotions, anxiety either. It's this constant state of like mild alertness. And so just knowing that my default state is a simmer and monitoring that simmer throughout my day is enough of a check-in for me to realize that the thing that I'm thinking about buying will have no effect on my simmer level. So the thing, the purchase, it's really just a distraction then. It's not a solution. So ask yourself, what, what's going on inside and how can I fill or fix what's going on inside without buying a thing? That's tip number two. Tip number three, very philosophical, but maybe you need to hear this today. I need to hear this often. You have nothing to prove to anybody. You have nothing to defend. You are so much bigger than the clothes you wear and the car you drive and the stuff you own. What I'm trying to say here is it's about getting in touch with your true self. Your true self is who you are by nature. It's who you are inside. It's often different from your illusory self. Your illusory self is the mask you wear, the disguise that we tend to put on for the outside world. And oftentimes, when there's a giant discrepancy between our illusory selves and our inner selves, our true selves, that's a tangible friction. It's a friction you feel in your bones. It's a friction that derails your daily life. If you feel that, remember, you are so much bigger than the stuff you adorn your external self with. You are all you need. Related to that is my next tip for you, which is to remember, and this is a negative statement, so I'm going to flip it in a minute. So it's negative. Stay with me. Remember, if you are not happy with what you already have, you likely will not be happy with more. And this is such a truism, but it's also a truism because it's true. If you are not grateful for your abundances, no new thing is going to be a quick and effective fix. It's going to be a quick fix, but it's not going to be a long-lasting effective fix. The source of happiness lies within. And so then let's make this positive. Let's flip the script. The converse is also true. People much wiser than me say all the time that if you focus on your blessings, and we all have blessings, by the way, no matter how dark it seems, no matter how rough things feel right now, If we make it a habit to focus on our blessings, our blessings will indeed multiply. 
Now, my fifth and final tip for you today is if all else fails, <laughs> if all my other tips were just too pie in the sky for you today, they don't make any sense, Stephanie's talking gibberish, my final tip for you today is to remember that it is entirely possible to retrain your brain to unwant it before you buy it. How often does it occur where, oh my gosh, you see something, you need it, you want it, you buy it, you bring it home. It's amazing. It's so great. I'm so glad I have this. It's fixing all my problems. And then once the dopamine (laughs) wears off and once reality sets in that you spent X amount of dollars on this thing and oh my goodness, it hasn't really improved the quality of my life at all, you realize that there's one little thing or oftentimes many little things that makes the item decidedly less than perfect. Know that you can unwant things before you hand over your credit card. It is possible. And it starts by when you're shopping, by when you're in a store, by when you're perusing online. You pick items apart. You analyze the potential purchase from every angle. You be overly critical. You pick out the flaws on purpose. You play devil's advocate. You slow down the purchasing process to a snail's pace. You train yourself to see all the flaws instead of all the great things as to why you need it. Try that next time. Next time you see something great, think about everything that wouldn't work about the item in your life and see if that is enough to start that sledding hill process to start the retraining of your brain to step away from the quick fixes and towards the longer term goals. So I so hope this episode helped you today. It was a way longer episode than I was expecting. I just am a chatty Kathy today. I have one really quick housekeeping issue to discuss. I have an idea for a new series And I'm so hoping you guys are going to jump on board. I get a lot of messages, emails, requests, thoughts on products. People send me a link to a product and say, is this good? Should I buy this? Is it healthy? Is it eco-friendly? Is it this? Is it that? I would love to start a new series on the podcast where you send me a product I do all the research for you. I look into it. I tell you if the claims are truly accurate. And I do that on the podcast. So if you have an item you've been eyeing and you're not sure if it's greenwashing, if you're not sure if it's truly effective, if you're not sure that the energy consumption it requires is worth the price, you just send me the product. I want to do that research for you. I love doing that stuff for you. Send me a product. Send me your questions about the product and I'll do all the hard work and then I'll make a podcast episode out of it. So email me, reach out to me on social media. Love to do that. I also just want to say, too, before we say goodbye, that I know that you have countless options for how you spend your limited and precious free time. And I'm so grateful that you choose to spend it with me. So thank you so much. I will see you on Tuesday for your regularly scheduled interview. See you then and take care.